Sunday, it's the Chiefs and 49ers. And you can hear the game here. Pre-game coverage at 2. Kickoff 325. Kansas City, San Francisco. This Sunday. Touchdown, Kansas City! On your home for Chiefs football. KMOX. Sports Open Line does continue here on a Thursday night. Just one more. So I was trying to do some of the math going back to our last caller who thought that uh, Apple TV Plus would have had a lot more viewers last week had Dan McLaughlin called the Pools home run a few weeks ago that all those Cardinal fans would have been so appreciative of Apple TV Plus that they would just be watching it nonstop since then because we were giving some of their numbers from last week, and they were like 582 million. He said, don't know if they would have gotten over a billion minutes watched, but uh, it would have been close. So at that point, you're talking about adding 400-plus million Minutes, So you would have needed 4 million Cardinals fans watching Apple TV Plus for 100 minutes each last week. Again, when I said it wouldn't have made a difference, it wouldn't have made a difference. Randy uh, Molman is the PA announcer for Missouri football, does uh, play-by-play work with uh, SIUE, and he joins us right now. You can follow him on Twitter at uh, Voice. Hey, Randy, it's good to talk to you. How are you? Oh, great to talk to you, Matt. Uh, hopefully one day we'll get to meet face-to-face. Yeah, I uh, I agree, and I'm sure that will be happening uh, in the relatively uh, near future. I wanted to talk uh, a little Missouri Tigers uh, with you. First off, uh, we got the injury report today, and they are listing Luther Burden as probable. Uh, he had been listed uh, as questionable or even doubtful uh, previously, but now it looks like there's a pretty good chance that he's going to be able to play. Obviously, they need this win against Vanderbilt on uh, Saturday, and it would be good if they could have Burden available. For sure. I mean, he's a dynamic talent, right? And, uh, you know, any way you can get him the ball, uh, you, I think, I mean, if you look across the country, Matt, you, there aren't that many true freshmen that are dominating the game at this point, no matter what program, no matter what conference. So uh, I didn't fully expect Luther Burden to come in and dominate, but I do feel like having him healthy on the field, uh, getting him the ball creatively in space can only help. Uh, having him return kicks can only help. Anytime you can get him uh, hands on the ball and, and let him uh, use his natural abilities, uh, I think is a plus for Mizzou. Most years, most situations, you're going into a home game against Vanderbilt and you feel really good about yourself. And admittedly, Missouri is a two-touchdown favorite going into this game on Saturday. But in many ways, if Missouri is going to rescue their season and find a way to get to six wins and get bowl eligible. It feels like this is the crossroads moment right now where at the very least they have to get a win and they have to play well and try to springboard off this game. I agree. And, you know, look, their defense is going to keep them in uh, most games. Uh, I mean, they kept them in the Georgia game. They've, uh, they kept them in the Auburn game. Look, the defense played well enough to win at Florida. So, uh, the, the concern this week, Vanderbilt does have a pretty good offense, but I do feel like Mizzou's defense matches up with just about anybody. They have to get this win. I, look, no one's going to say it's a quote-unquote must win, but when you start to count the number of games left and the number of wins you need to become bowl eligible, 
you start to think in your mind that this might very well be a must-win Saturday. Yeah, I mean, you look at the rest of the schedule, and it's the SEC, so you're always going to be playing tough opponents, but the South Carolina game looks tougher now than it did when the season got started. South Carolina got a pretty good win a couple weeks ago. Obviously, Tennessee is one of the best teams in the nation. We weren't expecting that. Kentucky's been in the top 25 all season. Arkansas was in the top 25 earlier this year. Uh, so you you have New Mexico State and Vanderbilt kind of as those two wins that you you do have to win to get yourself in position to maybe knock off another couple of those games to get six wins. I, I don't see this team getting to six wins without a win against Vanderbilt. So to me, I've got no problem calling it a must win. Yeah. I mean, when you lay it out like that, Matt, I can't argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the disappointing aspect of this. There's a lot of disappointing things, but this this team was supposed to be better, and now here we are at the halfway point of the year, and they've got wins against Louisiana Tech and wins against Abilene Christian, and we can argue that their best-played game was a loss against Georgia where they were w- winning for most of the game before they couldn't quite hold on at the end. Are, are, are you surprised that it's gone down this way? You know, it's funny. I... Um... I talked to a lot of people before the season, and I and I, I feel like sometimes as a fan base, uh, your expectation level rises when your head coach brings in uh, recruiting classes that are ranked in the top twenty. And let's be honest, the last two years, that's what Coach Drink has done. Those classes have been much higher ranked than Barry Odom's classes. They were higher ranked than. Uh, I don't think Gary Pinkle, the great Gary Pinkle, I don't know that he brought in two back-to-back top twenty classes. So. I think everybody's expectation elevates, but I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm not surprised because I didn't really tab uh, uh, this year as a big step year. I, I, I thought 2023 and 2024 would be the two years that we should start to see a bigger step because those are the years that the classes he's just recruited are going to be, uh, you know, right in that maturity range, you know, two, three years in the program. And, uh, and, and look, I know you are what your record says you are, right? I mean, that we're, the Tigers are two and four. They're arguably five plays away from being five and one. I saw a very funny post on Twitter that said, it was like the what if college football rankings. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember who posted it. I wish I, I remembered who it was. And he had Missouri ranked fifth in the country at five and one. So, <laughs> again, they're not five and one. They're two and four. They've got work to do. They've got to get better. But they're, I, to be honest, um, I didn't, I didn't chalk up before the year them walking into Auburn and winning or going to Florida and winning or beating Georgia, and they hung in those games and played much better against those opponents than I had originally thought. Yeah, they, they should have won against Auburn. They could have won against Georgia, and they played Florida really tight. So I, I, in a different set of circumstances, they could have won those. The only game that was one-sided was their game at Kansas State. Right, and and the Kansas State game, again, it's going to sound like I keep making excuses, but uh, in the Kansas State game, that defense was on the field for over 40 minutes. And uh, by the middle of the third quarter, they were gassed, and, and, and Kansas, Kansas State's tailback, just uh, uh, their running game just took over at that point, and they dominated the last quarter and a half uh, because that game was close coming out of halftime, closer. So I, I think I, I was – look, we, we all want the record to be what the – we all want six wins we at least right we all want bowl games at least uh we all root for that we all want that uh but um i still felt like going into the year that a lot of the talent that coach drink has brought in is still fairly young and so we've got uh um 
I, I sort of kind of looked at 2023 and 2024 as two years that, you know, we hope to see the big uh, step. As a proud graduate of Kansas State, we could spend the next half hour with me just telling you how good they actually are this year, but I don't think our listeners would especially appreciate that at the moment, so I will, uh, Matt, I will I gotta move on. Say, after, they, after they ended up stomping Missouri and then losing at home to Tulane, Tulane I remember Tiger fans saying, oh my gosh, we just lost to a team that lost at home to Tulane. Meanwhile, Tulane's 6-1, and one, they're ranked. Yeah, so, they're, and, they're, and uh, since then, correct. K-State beat Oklahoma, which I know Oklahoma's not. <laughs> exactly. What, yeah, so... It's, exactly. Uh, uh, Kansas State, what a very, very good team this year. Very good. Yep, they are. All right, uh, one, before we get you out of here, you're part of the broadcast team uh, with our own Joe Pott. Who, uh, he does stuff on the men's side. You do stuff on the women's side. But you guys are kind of all working together at, at SIUE. I know the uh, the conference media days uh, held this past week. Obviously, uh, exciting times right now for athletics at SIUE. Yeah, I, and I don't, I, I'll, I'll be as quick as I can here. I am... Uh, I am one of those uh, St. Louis sports fans that uh, for many years sort of ignored SIUE. I'll just be honest with you. And I think that that has, that's been sort of the, the MO here in St. Louis. SIUE is kind of an afterthought. And until Lindenwood became a Division I program this, this year, the, there, there were only two Division I programs in the St. Louis metro area, and that was St. Louis University and SIUE. The fact is, you know, uh, the OVC is wide open this year. Both these women, the women's program and the men's program, both have a real opportunity and uh, some say have a shot to win this conference in women's and men's basketball. It's really exciting. Uh, the, the, both programs have a lot of local talent on the, uh, 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 on the women's side. There's, uh, you know, um, KK Rodriguez who played at Webster Groves, uh, Naya Danford played at uh, Pattonville. You've got, uh, uh, um, uh, Azaria Moore, who played at Vashon. So there's local talent playing on both teams. And of course, uh, on the men's side for basketball, I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about Collinsville, stud point guard for Collinsville, Rayshon Taylor, who's picked to be at all conference this year. And uh, Rayshon Taylor is phenomenal. If you have an opportunity to drive 20 minutes from downtown St. Louis to check out SIUE men's and women's basketball, well worth your time. Both it- Division One programs yeah it, yeah it, it's a tough kind of marketplace when it comes to college athletics when we're in st louis because they're you're right about you know the st louis metro area and just having the the two programs now plus lindenwood but you think about all the programs in kind of the the extended region where you can look at power five programs in missouri and illinois and then you get into the valley programs like missouri state and, and, and southern illinois and even you know in st louis we had frank cusimano on the other day and we were actually talking about some of the non-d1 programs like an umzel, like a wash you. It's just, it is, I feel like it's tough to make a dent kind of into uh, what's going on. And, and more people should be paying attention to programs like SIUE. Yeah, I agree. And and look, we're spoiled too in this region. Some of the non-D1 programs, wash U's always good, women's and men's basketball at the D3 level. Maryville is right uh, right down Highway, uh, highway 40. Uh, so there, we, we have a lot of good options uh, but I, 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 uh, I can tell you for years, I myself ignored SIUE, and now that I'm there, uh, it, uh, I, I want to do as much as I can to promote their programs. Great people over there, the two coaches, Samantha Quigley-Smith on the women's side, Brian Baroni on the men's side, class acts, great coaches, and, and uh, I actually think these two programs are going to make some noise this year. They're going to be fun to watch. 
He is uh, Randy Molman. You can follow him on Twitter at Voice. You hear him uh, at Missouri uh, Tigers football games. You hear him uh, do uh, play-by-play of uh, SIU athletics, including uh, women's basketball. Randy, thanks so much for the time. Enjoyed the conversation. Matt, I appreciate it. Have a good night, brother. All right, you too. There's Randy Molman joining us here on Sports Open Line, and we appreciate him taking some time. Going to switch gears, talk some St. Louis Blues hockey. They remain undefeated. They picked up an overtime win yesterday in Seattle as they open up a three-game road trip. We'll hear some of the post-game comments of uh, Craig Berube and company. We'll do that next at Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. KMOX.